In an ancient hotel room in room 142, lay two forty fools with nothing to do. They sit and they ponder about movies they've seen, or all trapped in their room and stare at their TV screens. Sometimes they play songs on the instruments they've amassed, the Pinch and the Maggie on the Scabby Hayes Podcast. This is your co-host, Pinch. And today we're talking about two old classic horror movies from the olden days of 1931. Dracula and Frankenstein. Now these movies are such horror classics that we just had to watch them. Uh, we watched Dracula first, and neither of us had seen any of these movies. Um, we watched it a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we watched Dracula a couple weeks ago and we watched Frankenstein last night. We're starting with Dracula. So, initial thoughts on the movie. Todd Browning, a few, first we'll do a few little facts about it. So, Todd Browning directed it. It was made in 1931 starring Bela Lugosi. Now, this was one of Bela Lugosi's first films it was the film that made him famous for sure he was in a think a couple films before this one not too many but this is what made him famous and he's the iconic dracula that we still know today this wasn't his first bout playing dracula he played dracula in play it's true on the stage yeah before then, so this was something he was certainly accustomed to. Yep, he was well acquainted with the character, and it, it probably helped perfect the movie a little bit, since he was, I mean, this was kind of old hat to him, as well as something new, being directed by somebody, and yeah. starring in a movie. Especially with a very strong vision, Todd Browning films have always felt very thought out and realized to their extent. But really weird. Yeah, and it's it's a fresh fresh atmosphere in the old uh, silent films and talkies. It's uh, different. Now whether you think it is bad or not is left up to you. I like it. Yeah, I thought I thought Dracula was pretty good. Yeah. I certainly enjoyed Dracula. Now, here's some more facts. Um, I think something that made it good was the soundtrack. Now, originally when released, the movie didn't have a soundtrack. It had, in the credits at the beginning, was a suite from... Do you say suite or suit? Uh, does it matter? I don't know. Uh, was a suite from Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. Mm -hmm. And that was the credits, and after that, the movie didn't have a soundtrack. Now, in the 1990... I think it was 1998? Sounds right. Or, yeah, I think it was 1998. Then Philip Glass was asked to put music to the film. And his vision was... 
um, making it sound as close to the times, as period as he possibly could. And I think he did a pretty good job because I didn't know that before I watched the film. Nor and did when I, I watched it, I actually thought that the movie was, you know, the soundtrack was made when the movie was made mm-hmm. and they were both released together. And actually that's not the case, but I did watch it and I think maybe if I had watched it without the soundtrack, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Because there are long pauses and whole scenes where there's just action and no sound and I think it would have taken away from the film if there hadn't been any uh, filler per se. Yeah. I think one of the strongest aspects of Dracula is the not so much storytelling but atmosphere building. Lots of I wouldn't say random shots but uh, shots of uh, like items or objects that are just there to to help you grasp of just what's around and kind of the world the the rooms and the buildings and such yeah it did have some pretty good sets as far as the house goes his mansion in transylvania was pretty good Mm -hmm. and um Nothing seemed too hokey, except for the bat. Oh, but... Uh, the bat and the spider. <laughs> okay, let, all right, let's talk about some of the effects of this film. Now, the cinematography was really good, but some of the yes. effects were a little hokey. I beg to differ. I agree with you on a sentence. It is not good. The bat has a little bit of birdemic action going on. No. It's like a fake bat that they tied to a string and they like pulled it up and down and made it flap its wings and it looks super fake. It doesn't look good, but I like it for that. Really? Yeah. Uh, It's charming. It is? Yes. No, it's charming about a fake bat. It's an obviously fake bat. They could have gone away with the bat. And have just said, oh, he disappeared. Oh, he turned into a bat and just showed someone's reaction. But they actually went through with it and brought an actual prop on set. And they actually used it and they went through with that. And they didn't have to. And I appreciate just the bare bones, like, grit of the film. That they went through with some of the things that was, I'm sure, challenging to film. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that, but also at the same time, I mean, it is because we have technology, we have CGI, all that. For our day and age, it is hokey. Yeah, but I still like the the old effects because you can still realize the effort put into it. Even if it does look bad, you know that effort was put into it. Yeah. And I I have appreciation for that. Yeah. And I like it. It's, I don't know, it's charming. Yeah. Because in a lot of it, you can tell they really tried. And sure, some of it doesn't look perfect. And I'm sure movies that we see nowadays that we say, oh, that looks fantastic. We'll look at in 30 years and say, man, that was bad. Yeah, true. And even in computer-generated images and uh, things done on computers will never 
probably be as good as like proper realistic objects in film. And that is a real fake bat. <laughs> it's not a really fake bat, but it is a real fake bat. It is really fake, but... An object and they used it they could have just put like a little picture or something it could have been way oh, worse sure. yeah it could have been worse yeah but, but it wasn't great oh well i i try not to criticize these two films that we're reviewing right now too harshly due to their age no, i i i mean i certainly cri like criticize them to some extent but on Unlike the aspect of the bat, I'm sure that was the best they could do. So well, accept it yeah. and enjoy it. Don't have to... I'm not saying that they could have done better or anything like that. I'm just saying the day and age that we live in now, the facts still stand. I mean, we have Godzilla, you know. Think of Godzilla now versus Godzilla versus Mothra back when it was... <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's still not good and it's still funny it's funny to us because of the day we live in now if i was living back in the 30s and i was watching the movie i probably would have thought it was like awesome and great and i try to put myself into the 30s but i still live in 2019 but can you still enjoy it well yeah yeah i'm okay. not saying that i'm not enjoying it i think we kind of agree on the same thing but i still think it's kind of hokey <laughs> i guess i mean i you're not I chuckled when I watched it because it was yeah. kind of ridiculous looking. Yeah. It's I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I like it for its flaws okay. and its good parts. Yeah. Well, we don't want to spend too much time on that. Let's move on to storyline. Storyline. There's not much in this film, surprisingly. Like I said, it's more atmosphere building and due to the soundtrack and uh, interesting shots that the film takes. It's just more of viewing what's going on. You don't really have one specific character that you're watching from, from a perspective point. It's just really like a story, and it it's descriptive somehow, if that makes sense. It's very simplistic in what it does say, but it works. It doesn't have to drag on and, <clears throat> unlike a certain film we watched recently, take a long time trying to explain something that you already understand, like, catch on very easily, you already know he's Dracula, so, you know, there's no need to drag on that. <coughs> Mommy, um, you know, your thoughts on story? Um, I thought it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't difficult to follow. They laid it out. Like you said, you already kind of have somewhat of an idea going into the film. Just because the title, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be the story of Dracula. So they already assume that you know certain aspects of the film. But I thought it was also interesting they put in little details, like his reflection mm -hmm. in the mirror. And that, that was a really cool scene yeah. of the lady talking to Dracula, and then he's a professor? Yeah, Professor Van Helsing. Yeah, Professor Van Helsing. Or is it doctor? Just 
catches a glimpse of the mirror and notices there's nobody in yeah. there, which is pretty crazy to think about. But And it's subtle, too, because it it shows him, and then it cuts to the mirror, and you kind of don't realize what's going on because the image is flipped, and it's a little bit... Because the first time it shows it, I was like, okay, why, why are we being shown this? And then it clicked with me. Oh, it's the mirror. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that's... <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's just subtle storytelling like that where just in an image right. you can see characters realizing what's going on. Yeah, but it's also, it's mostly interesting to watch Van Helsing and actually the guy who played him did a pretty good job. Yeah. He was a good actor um, because he knows a lot about the folklore, mm -hmm. the vampire folklore. And so when he notices that the, he has no reflection, he already like it just reaffirms mm -hmm. his belief that dracula is a vampire yeah which is pretty cool yeah but um other than that the rest of the storyline eh, i mean the guy and the girl and she turns into a, a vampire yeah but then she gets better it's a little odd yeah but i mean you need something you need a little bit more character something more ground something more grounded than just happenings like this right. is a specific thing that we're now going to focus on and you kind of don't realize that it's what's being set up and what's more atmosphere which i also enjoy uh because early on in the film not early on but uh throughout the film you see dracula like following people and then he'll um, kill them and suck their blood and whatever. Or he'll turn them into a vampire. And then you find out some of this later on, which you don't realize. And it, it works well. Yeah. And um, I think we already talked a little bit about the acting, which is pretty mm -hmm. good. Bela Lugosi was on point. He had the perfect accent. And I... I love that they they took his real accent mm -hmm. and used it to their benefit and made it the Transylvania accent. It's so iconic. Yeah. Dracula. You know, he was actually... Every aspect of Dracula in this film is the definitive Dracula. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's iconic. He's actually from Hungary. Um... So he had, of course, a Hungarian accent. They used it for the Transylvanian accent. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so sophisticated, yet eerie. Mm -hmm. And his expressions and reactions to things are the right amount of um, class and horror. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of like about the film, too, because it's it's classy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the costumes... The uniforms, the outfits, the the scenes, and um, the the way that they talk. Yes. Yeah. You're right. And it is very sophisticated. Yeah, it's a like a high society almost mm -hmm. cast. And um, another really good actor in this was Dwight Fry, who plays. Rainfield, um, one of Dracula's first victims in the film, and he's 
kind of turned into a vampire. He he wants blood, but not like to the extent of a vampire. It's a little bit confusing well, about what happens to him. No, he's made into a servant or like a slave, some kind to Dracula. Yeah, because Dracula can use mind control or some kind of communication, unspoken communication between he and Rainfield, where Rainfield will get orders from him and feels. Um, like he needs to follow them and feels kind of threatened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he goes nuts. He goes absolutely insane. <laughs> but he's good at playing an insane person. Yeah. A crazy person. Yeah, his acting was really good. And and it's not just this movie. His uh, Throughout some of the films we've seen recently with him in it, he does like really well. And d- certainly puts effort into his work. Yeah. He's not a very well-known actor at all. Not really. I feel like he should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, overall, I'd say that Dracula was... I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I didn't really expect to like it, but I did kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super good quality. Like yeah. the picture itself, mm-hmm. the version that we found, was so good. I it was. I was surprised. Because usually... Silence and older movies like that, early 30 movies, like you find them anywhere on the internet or wherever you can find them, and they're still kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. And, um, but this one was really good. I do want to add one little uh, notice I had with the film, and that's it goes in part of the acting with Bell Lugosi. He adds a very human aspect to it, but you still feel it's twisted. It's not really human. He makes it feel human, but you know that he, like deep down he's a vampire and he does a perfect job of portraying that mm-hmm. in his dialogue, in his movements. It's all just not quite human. I'm sure that... Also, like we previously stated, he had good practice on yeah. stage, playing the same character over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the more he got to understand the story, the more details he uncovered, and the more he was able to empathize with the character. Yeah. And, you know, portray it. Just so. But, yeah, overall, good. Now let's talk a little bit about our second movie, Frankenstein, also made in 1931. Anyway, Frankenstein, this movie is set in Germany, Mm -hmm. and it is, of course, I mean, obviously you're not going to go into too much detail about the plot because everyone knows the story of Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein creates a monster. A dead being and gives it life through science yeah so that's pretty much it now this movie <laughs> um i want to talk a little bit about um the characters slash actors now this movie i felt very I'll just say this, I cringed a couple times during the movie, because 
the acting was not good. It really just wasn't. And I try to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe it was only certain characters and certain, uh, well, unknown actors. But as was with The Mummy, uh, Boris Karloff stands alone in being the only good actor in the whole entire film. Aside from Dwight Fry, who is also in Frankenstein, and he plays the... Fritz. He plays Fritz. The, the helper. Dr. Frankenstein's assistant in his laboratory. And he's a good actor. But other than that, there are just times where it's so bad that you kind of cringe because you wish it was so much better. And I feel like if the acting was better, it would have made the film a little bit better, of course, duh. But it really took away from the film. Now this is one I can't quite agree with you with. The acting? Or yeah. Yeah, I thought it was better. I thought Dr. Frankenstein did quite well. He Maybe had... a little over dramatic sometimes. See, and but... I think it was it was so it looked fake. Like in his face, in his reactions, there were him reading lines. Like he had taken it seems like to me, and this might be insulting to the actor and the producers and the directors, but it seemed like he had a week to prepare. And mm. then he just threw it all together and was like, oh, well, this person's really dramatic, so I'm just going to do play your typical dramatic guy. And he didn't really fit the character very well. Or he didn't have time to understand the character and how the character would react. Because once you get in the mind of a character, then you can start to understand and portray like how they would act. And I mean, I'm not an actress, but... They certainly almost grow themselves. Yeah, exactly. And and a director chooses a someone to play their character based on their mannerisms and how they act. And like, oh, this person would be great for playing this character. And so they add a bit of themselves, but it's a it's a their take on a character. And so you get. Uh, like Dr. Frankenstein, but it's just the actor reading the lines and reacting dramatically. So you can just imagine the the director in the background who now swing around and say it like this and I don't know. It hmm. just it doesn't feel as real as it should. You're you're not wrong. I mean I feel in all of the acting, there's only just twisted moments where it's so close to being really good, or good, in my opinion. And I feel at the start of the film, you and I just went on branch paths. Because that almost always happens in a film. The, the beginning has to hook you, or you're never going to follow right. for the rest of the film. And I think I was hooked, just sort of out of a, alright, I'm going to enjoy this film probably. You know, I'm, I'm well, not going to be harshly criticizing it, and I'm not going to be hoping for the best. Well, I wasn't going into it trying to think of ways I could trash it, but, I mean, it just didn't impress me, and it was yeah mainly the acting. 
that I didn't enjoy about the film. What else did you not enjoy? Um, I didn't care for um, the sets. Uh, the sets were super corny and they were really bad and you could tell that they were painted in the background and it was a little odd. The only good scene with was with the little girl and the monster. It's the only good scene the entire film? Well, the one with, I mean, it had a realistic, it was outside. I mean, as far as sets go. Then it's not a set. Okay, then there were no good <laughs> shots of the set. Because yeah. they were all pretty bad. I mean, his laboratory was, it was okay, but it just, I don't know. I guess, I guess for, for sure. me, I was never gripped into the film, but I definitely enjoyed myself while watching it. Yeah. I just kind of accepted the flaws. I felt the flaws were certainly more minor See, than then, maybe you did, because I think you found them more agitating and uh, well, just destructive. Flaws, so of course yeah. they stand out. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, I, I don't know. I guess it was a little more interest in what was going on next. Maybe not so hooked on the story due to the flaws, which is a shame. And I think that might have just really hindered it for you. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually what I look for in a movie I mean, number one is to be entertained, mm -hmm. but you get entertained by good characters played by good actors and an interesting story. And it did have an interesting story. The characters would have been good if they had been played by actors who could act and they just didn't... Uh, they had emotion, but it wasn't uh, genuine. It felt so staged, and it was stiff and monotone. And didn't think it was all that great. So it didn't make the characters as interesting as they had potential to be. I'll agree with you there. This film could have certainly been much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably due to just better preparation, um, longer production time, most likely. Uh, but, like I said, I, I enjoyed it, even though it has flaws and many flaws. Like, even though some of the backgrounds you can tell are, you know, obviously paintings and such. <laughs> I, I, I can, bad, I can yeah. still enjoy it. No. You did say this after we watched the film. We discussed it a little bit. But the windmill scene was a pretty good prop. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it was a set, not a prop. I yeah. Because it was huge. Um, I forget how much... I, I've heard of this in the past, but that was a very expensive shot. I imagine so. It's so big, and they mm -hmm. just set it on fire. Yeah. yeah. But it's a real windmill. It's not... A miniature or... Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, let's talk a little bit about um, something that was realistic in the film, which was the makeup. The makeup of the monster was pretty good. And, yeah. Um, even nowadays, it was pretty good. It was pretty seamless uh... where it needed to be. I mean, as far as, you know, like, the odd bumps and stuff that you see in in episodes of the Twilight Zone, which was years later. Mm-hmm. The masks and stuff that were obviously fake. But he actually... Feels like he's been stitched together. Yeah. It's not and I... perfect. There's, like, 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 bumps and weird parts that just right. don't fit. There's I... lumps and such. There were two things that I really thought that really impressed me. It was his hands, mm-hmm. where his arms are. There's a stitch, like, all the way around the his forearm. And the there's a vein, which I couldn't tell if it was yeah. fake or not. I don't know. But, man, it stood out. Yeah. And it looked really good. You, yeah, but that the stitching um, on his arm was excellent. And also, um, the way that... Boris Karloff was able to portray a monster who doesn't know how to, who is learning how to walk for the first time, who doesn't understand his own body or mm-hmm. doesn't know what his arms are supposed to do, and he he flails his arms around like he doesn't really know exactly how they work yet. Yeah. But he portrays that so well, and it's just like the bulkiness of this amalgamation of body part yeah <laughs> which is pretty disgusting but mm-hmm. it is the story of frankenstein so but anyway it just the way that um he walks and moves i thought was very impressive and he also very well quite iconic as well yeah exactly it was also interesting to know all the famous quotes that came from these movies. No, yeah. we had n- never seen either of these movies before, but sometimes they would say a line, and you would think, that's where that came yeah. from? Oh, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Um, Children of the night. Yeah. What the music they make. Crazy, am I? <laughs> we see who's crazy now. I have... A small question for you about... Well, well, what did you think of the story? The story? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think it... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't... It's kind of weird. I mean, I gotta be honest. It's, yeah. it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. It's... I mean... And... I felt like it should have had a moral. Yeah. At the end of the story, they should have wrapped it up and made a moral to the story. It just felt like it needed it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get that almost closure. I mean, the monster dies and... Frankenstein lives. Kind of, question mark. Yeah, maybe he does. I don't know. He was yeah, really he sick does. at the end. But... It assumes that he lives. I don't know. Yeah. It was a weird last scene to end yeah, it on. But they should have ended it with a moral of some kind. They should have wrapped it all up with a moral. Because at the beginning of the film, he There's the narrator that talks about 
because he tried to play as God and such. Right, and even a line in the movie is, now I know what it's like to be God. Yeah, and it, it seems like it's going for a moral right there, and it never like you said, brings closure to that, and it's just kind of left open. Right. And it feels you wanting more. Which, I didn't like that, definitely. Um, I mean, as far as the idea of a guy creating a monster out of tons of different bodies, I mean, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty normal stuff. (laughs) Uh, I mean, of course, it had the potential to be interesting, but... It just, you need good acting to play it off because it is so bizarre. Now, this is... You have to make it interesting enough to keep your attention. Now, I think this is where you and I also vary. I feel the dialogue of this film is really what helps it stand up on its own two legs and makes it enjoyable to watch in my opinion, and the some of the character choices. Um, for me, I watched um, Young Frankenstein first, and that was my first ex- experience with a Frankenstein movie. I did not watch that. Yeah. Um, and it's different. <laughs> really different, but even storyline-wise and character choices and what they do is different. So I found... Frankenstein from 1931, quite refreshing. Yeah. It was different, and I enjoyed to see, uh, like, the professor. He is actually helping Frankenstein. He's not, he's not like, you need to destroy it, and then he runs off. Yeah. Like, you would expect. No, he sticks around, and he tries to help him. He does a little bit of scientific discovery, and, but he still thinks that the monster should be destroyed. There's the the wife who is still st- or the fiance yeah she's not she's still trying to married. you're right <laughs> um the fiance she tries to help her fiance yeah her betrothed one i don't know <laughs> uh out there's the best man Yeah. And maybe some of you scabbies know this, but this bugged me the whole movie. Isn't it Dr. Victor Frankenstein? Isn't that his full name? Isn't... I think that's a version. I have to look this up. Okay, maybe it is a version. But I thought the original was Victor Frankenstein. And it bugged me that the best man or the other guy that liked the same lady was Victor... And yeah. he was Henry Frankenstein. I don't know. I thought it was a little out of place. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I always thought it was Victor Frankenstein. It could be that later versions are, because there's no Igor in this film. It's Fritz. Yeah, it's Fritz. But that was... But that has become such a staple of Frankenstein. It's always Igor is the yeah, helper. Yeah, but it was Igor from the book? I am not sure. that has come to be... I think it was in one of the movies later on that they included Igor. Um, I'm not sure about the book. I've never read either Dracula or Frankenstein. Yeah. What did you think about the cinematography of Frankenstein? 
Well, I mean, I already said what I thought about the sets. So <laughs> well, I should tell you two different things. Yeah, I know. Okay, there was... It was choppy. There were a couple scenes where, in the beginning, when her name's Elizabeth, um, Frankenstein's fiance, Elizabeth, is talking, and then all of a sudden, it's like zoomed in on her face. She's just like, oh. <laughs> it's, like super, it's like her nose and her mouth and her eyes, and that's all you see. And that was pretty odd. There was actually at the end what could have been super epic of like either a pan out or, or a different angle where it shows the windmill on fire and then all of a sudden it's like choppy and it zooms it out which I, I didn't care for the choppiness right there but it is a pretty cool scene I didn't care for the transition hmm. so um eh, it wasn't the cinematography wasn't terrible. It had... You're thinking editing. True. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So the editing, I guess, wasn't great. The cinematography... I thought I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, it, was, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything terrible. It I would was... I would agree with you there. There are yeah. some pretty good shots in this film. The uh, also pretty iconic shot of the farmer i believe it is carrying his daughter through the uh, town yeah. and you see all the people stop and they slowly like walk behind him yeah and they're all following him there was a weird scene in that it's too, though. A, it's just good visual storytelling throughout chunks of the film not always yeah <clears throat> like i said i agree with maggie that this film is flawed i still enjoyed it but it certainly is flawed the editing is off, as you said. It's... <coughs> the acting is clunky. Some of... Most... The majority of the dialogue works. I think it does. Okay, here's where we differ. I think it's a bad movie. Well, I don't think it's a good movie, and you do. I think it's... There needs to be a word between good and okay. <laughs> it's an enjoyable film. It's not good. See, and I think it's... It's maybe a little better than okay. I think it's a little worse than okay. It's not horrible. It's not... Bad. Maybe it's not even bad, but it's very close. Yeah. Now, I, I'm on the other spectrum of where it's almost good. It's meh. And I would say it's eh. Eh. Meh. Is meh worse than eh? Yeah. Eh is like eh. Meh is like meh. Meh, meh is like meh. <laughs> yeah, Out of an Inception to Fantastic Four, what would you give it? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it better than The Mummy, not as good as Dracula. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Alright, so let's do some comparison now. Alright. Let's do a little bit of contrast between the two movies, Dracula and Frankenstein. Let's... Where do they rank on the horror spectrum? So how scared were you, Dracula versus Frankenstein? I wasn't all that scared with Frankenstein, 
but I'll admit there are some spooky things in Dracula. I wasn't scared down to my bones or anything, but uh, you know, you you have that atmospheric stuff, mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier. It's the fog. Y yeah, the fog. There's. Talked a little bit more about that. Yeah, that was excellent. The the mirror shot, like I didn't realize at first, and then it clicked with me. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh whoa. Not like startled, like you were scared, but still a little jump. Yeah, yeah. it's jarring. Yeah. His acting, it's. He's not really human, but he does a really good job of portraying it, and yeah. it's a it's a threat, and you don't really see any violence in Dracula, but you can really feel the impact of it. Right. Uh, the, like the boat that Dracula rides on, like all the people oh, die on it. Yeah. There's that, and it's That's like, true. oh man, like eerie. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like people are dead there, and there's a boat. You think of, you put yourself in the in the shoes of the people who view that for the first time, who the, the boat just, this random boat just rolls up to the yeah. dock, and the people look in there. I mean, it's just like a massacre. Yeah. Like, all the people are dead on it, and it's only carrying, you know, a casket and a crazy man. Yeah. So how scary would that be if that yeah. was actually happening to you? Dracula really just drags you into the story, and it, you get enveloped by it, it, it brings out the imagination in you really right. well. Something I've not quite experienced in any other film, quite to the extent. That's pretty perhaps. unique. In yeah. That respect. And uh, I think Frankenstein's kind of on the other side. It's trying to use the, brute. Yeah, brute, and um, like brutality and uh, physical horror horror yeah to jar you and um now, which is really rough nowadays because right. you have like the thing which people are like oh yeah the thing yeah. it's not that scary <laughs> yeah. but it's still like the bloodiest mess ever uh, yeah when frankenstein now back in the 30s i have heard i don't know this from experience but I have heard that people in the theaters fainted. They were so terrified because the the makeup was so realistic. Mm -hmm. that and it is. It's yeah. impressive. So I feel like I was. I'm kind of at a disadvantage being in the age that I'm in. Yeah. Because throughout the whole movie, yeah, there wasn't a tinge of like scared or on the edge of my seat i was really hoping for some of it because they're they try too. some subtlety where it. he's in the background and he's kind of lumbering around yeah there are a few of those shots and they they don't last long enough there's not that much happening it's like ah you're right yeah. frankenstein could have been a whole lot better yes if they had put a little bit more uh not tension but uh, subtlety. Yeah. Subtlety is what it needs. Subtlety, yeah. I, I have to wonder, though, if we would like Frankenstein more if it got the Dracula treatment where it got a soundtrack. I don't know. I really wondered that, because I... Because, hmm. like you said, if you watched Dracula without the soundtrack, it probably would have been less. That's so if true. Frankenstein had a soundtrack, would it be more? I mean, that is true. I didn't think about that. So, yeah, and actually, the the soundtrack to Dracula does help with this. Yes, very it's, much. It's all strings, which are beautiful. And they're, Absolutely. They're high. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's, soundtrack. It is a really pretty soundtrack, but it really 
it's got the the fluttering yeah. of the, the strings and it has the slow eerie tones. Yeah, eerie tones, yeah. yeah. It works really well. It just puts you in a mood mm-hmm. and it's it elevates the movie. Right, yeah. Okay, now let's talk about storyline wise. Which which do you think has a better storyline? Now, Dracula has less of a storyline, but my reaction to the storyline was positive with Dracula and that I was actually interested in the story. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Now, the I would say the side story to Dracula is the lady who gets bitten by him and is turning into a vampire and like oh we're trying to make her better that's the only kind of actual storyline that's happening yeah it's only in like the second half of the movie yeah but so i guess frankenstein has more of a storyline but it's less interesting than dracula this frankenstein storyline is is pretty interesting but they didn't Give it its potential in the movie. The moral. It just needed yeah, it a moral. Yeah, it needed the moral. That's so true. Yeah. And... I w- and Dracula didn't. And it works that way. And that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it didn't need a moral, though. It, yeah. it had no... Uh, need. Yeah. It had no challenge in the beginning. It didn't raise one and then... Yeah. Not give it to you, which Dracula... Or not... <clears throat> Which Frankenstein did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think you and I can both agree on the acting. Yeah. Dracula is better. Dracula was better. Yeah. Even though Boris Karloff sure gave it a lot for Frankenstein. Well, well let's do this. Monster. Let's say Bela Lugosi versus Boris Karloff. Okay. All right. Do you have a preference or did you enjoy one more than the other? I like... Uh, Boris Karloff's twisted, um, like, grin that the monster kind of has, and you can't really read his expressions all that often. Sometimes you certainly can't. Yeah. Like, the whole face is, like, uh, askewed. He actually, he doesn't have the cold scare, Dracula does, but he, Frankenstein has, like, a brainless, like, you don't know what he's gonna yeah. do. Like, yeah, is he gonna just come over here? Is he just, does he understand mm-hmm. what is happening right now, or is he gonna murder me? Yeah. Yeah, which is unnerving, but he, he does play it well. Yeah, and it's, I, brainless. I might have to give it to Frankenstein, because he's working with all that makeup on his face, yeah, he's still able to portray... Yeah, some things that is true and in and they had to add prosthetics obviously the giant feet way famous yeah um and all of that he had to work with that and he did really well yeah he did. and with dracula there's i wouldn't say there's not as much of a challenge but there's not that much of a challenge as frankenstein that's true as far as, yeah, as the yeah. acting goes. But Bella Gossi does really well as Dracula. Yeah. But I guess maybe... I don't know. I might have to give it to Boris Karloff because he has more to work against. How about you? Uh, it's hard to say because I like the character of Dracula better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's because Bella Gossi can portray him so well. 
or... Due to the rest of the movie's advantages. Right, or if it's just because... I don't know, because I really do like Boris Karloff's style, his acting style, the characters that he chooses, and his dedication to the character. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> not like the mummy. <laughs> I mean, actually, I was impressed with him as the mummy. I mean, it wasn't his fault that, that the, the rest, rest of the, the movie, movie sucked. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. The other characters didn't care. He's the only one who put effort into his character and tried his best, you know, to work with what he yeah. had, which was not much. So, <laughs> I think I think that he did very well with what he was given. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, it's very difficult for me to say which actor is better. They're both so good. Mm -hmm. But and I actually I did kind of like the character of the monster. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there is a little bit of humor in Dracula, which I found strange. I wasn't expecting that. There's the the keeper to the oh, yeah. asylum ward, yeah. whatever that air place is where the place where Rainfield is. Rainfield and also Van Helsing is as yeah. well. Not sure. It's a little out of place. Yeah. But there's a little bit of humor in there. Some, yeah, some goofy side characters. It's a little strange, but it doesn't hinder the film. No. Which, normally, that is an absolute... Well, they didn't dog on it. Yeah. They didn't, like, show that same character over and over again. He was the comic relief mm -hmm. throughout the whole film. That would have made it yeah. awful. Yeah, normally with a character like that, it just bogs down the film terribly. Yeah. Alrighty, well, uh, whether we liked the films or didn't like them, I still enjoyed watching them, maybe one more than the <laughs> other, but I still, I guess I don't regret watching either of the films. No, I don't. Now, one of them I probably would rewatch, and one of them I probably wouldn't, so bottom line, which one did you like better? Dracula. I have to give it to Dracula because it's an atmospheric film, and I know I keep saying that. And it's a little jumbled, but I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, oh, back in ancient folklore, this is a vampire, and we yeah. discover that through the film, and you're, you're mummy, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, but we didn't get that, and it's different. Yeah, it's true. It's, um, it changes, there's not twists and turns, but you're not quite expecting what's going to happen next. It leaves you in mystery. Um, very visual imagery that's enjoyable to watch. And yeah, it gives you this, gives you some spooky vibes Yeah, and it's enjoyable. But you still liked Frankenstein too. Yeah. Frankenstein was certainly clunkier, um, a stitched together movie, if you will. Oh. Yeah. It was a monstrosity. Oh, there oh, we go. Yeah. You suck. Oh, you suck. Yeah. Because vampires. Mm-hmm.
didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not the point. Um, yeah, you. Uh, your final thoughts on Dracula? Um. Yeah, because you assumed that I liked it better. Yes, I did like Dracula better than Frankenstein. I didn't care for Frankenstein. I did like Dracula. Now Dracula, I liked it for a number of reasons. Um, I just liked the, like you said, the atmosphere. I liked the, I liked the yeah. style okay. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was classy. And I, I like a good classy film. I like characters who are sophisticated in their speech and in their movements, who are um, intelligent and mm -hmm. have like a plan and they always have something in their mind. You might not always be able to guess what it is, but there's always something going on. You can see there's wheels turning in their minds. Yeah. And I really enjoy that about the movie. And, I mean, the majority of the characters there um, don't make stupid decisions, like yeah. overly retarded decisions that just help with the story, mm -hmm. just to get it along. It's, they're circumstantial, and they, they happen for a reason. It's not, yeah. oh, well, she just fell down the hole or something yeah. like that. You know, it's uh. not stupid. But... I I thought it was really clever, the way that they figured it out. They figured it out, and yeah. Although the wolf's mane was weird, cause <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's garlic. Well, I don't know. I'm, I thought it was garlic, but that might be a more recent. It may be. Thing. I don't. I have no idea. But I thought that was strange. Yeah. Whichever way it is, not sure. Yeah. And with Frankenstein, it wasn't. I, I don't know. It just felt so st stiff to me. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, but, um, but literally, I mean, the acting, it was just kind of forced. Hmm. I don't know. I just didn't... It needed... As much. It needed that more. It needed it. rejuvenated. It needed life. Yeah. <laughs> we were really stretching it here, folks. <laughs> Do you recommend Dracula? Yes, I, I would. Um, probably, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it yeah. to anyone who likes old movies. Now, it is definitely an older style, which I love, but I know not everybody does. It's some true. People for some strange reason, have an aversion to black and white films Weirdos. or films made before 1980. Weirdos. Yeah, super weird. So anyway, yeah. As long as you have an appreciation for any sort of film yeah. at all, I would recommend it. I agree. Watch Dracula. Now, I wouldn't recommend Frankenstein. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, because... I mean, I could just tell you what it's about and show you a picture of Boris Karloff and that would be plenty for you to know. And you wouldn't have to go through all the I would... pain and cringe. 
of watching actors do it really badly. <laughs> I would disagree. Watch Frankenstein. It is flawed, but you'll probably enjoy it. It's flawed, so you probably won't enjoy it. Alright, well, we thought this was pretty fun to be able to do a contrast between these two movies. If you like that, or if you like just single movie reviews, let us know. And, uh, you know, check us out on our social media. We got our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube. Podbean. Facebook. Spotify. <laughs> iTunes. Did you say Instagram? I think so. I think we got them all. You know, your social media crap. Go check us out there. Sometimes we post stuff, so look out. And next week we should have a musical phenomenon yes. for you. Where we improv songs and sing and play guitar and mandolin and be our general scabby selves. Yep. So tune in next week. You won't want to miss it.